everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 428 for the week of June 3rd, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Privetier. Here joining me today, Anna Marie Privetier, my wife. Hello. Hello. Um, Kelly Ryan. Hello. Pascal Takaya. Your, your old man servant. Old man servant. And you, dear listener, thank you for joining us. Yay! Are you going to blow them kisses? Is that good? <laughs> All right. Uh, Magikarp, just get into it. Just get it over with. We have Magikarp. been playing so much Magikarp Jump. So, so much. What rank, what rank are you? Uh, 37 or 38. I think I just hit 36 today. So I have been playing the crap out of this game. What am I? I'm only level... What am I? Rank 13. Yeah, I'm oh, on I'm Generation sorry. 43. Actually, Generation 43 is now coming to a close because I got an amazing training. I'm sorry. I'm only 27. I thought I was a lot further ahead. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm 37. So I, uh, I play this game a lot. No kidding. I hadn't <laughs> noticed, except I completely noticed. Because it's really easy to play. You just pick it up. You click it a couple times. It's boring and you put after it back down. a while. No. So I am I am on the sixth no. league. I am in the fast league. I like that you dispute that it gets boring. It does not. It's it, not like you're doing the same thing over and over again or anything. That's definitely that what's happening. Mm-hmm. It falls into that trap of just one more generation. Yeah. <laughs> no, just one more generation. I'm a little disappointed that the ranks don't have clever fish based names. Yeah. Too many of them. Yeah, there's too many of them. I don't think they could pull it off. I mean, I suspect I will be close to rank 50 by the time I finish the 6th league. That would be a lot of fishy puns. For reference, my level 46 Magikarp has 4.14 million jump power. I noticed that power. with that with each each generation that it's usually like the only the last two levels that take forever. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, like when I start a new fish, I pretty much instantly get to level thirty. So what's the norm jump power when you say you have four million? Um, there isn't a normal jump power. Your jump power is um. Your maximum jump power is determined by the level of your fish. The level of your Magikarp is determined by your rank. It's always 10 plus N. N Anna. Your rank. And I bought diamonds. <sighs> Chris. I bought, the two, I bought the two inexpensive ones. The little cheap ones yeah, that are a promo. And I bought a Charizard with them. Now he I gives me that. randomly good things. I decided against that because I thought you would make fun of me for spending money on Magikarp Jump. I've I've been wanting to max out the diamond thing and get all the things and the diamond drill, but I, I just can't justify it. You can't justify That's... the $80? No, it's hard to do. And right. I feel like there'll be more sales later on to get your diamonds cheaper. That first day, I spent five bucks on diamonds just yeah. to get Witten. Oh, you went I for wanted... Litton. Okay. 
So I have. I, I just wanted Litton. Um, hang on, I'll have to hang on. I got. So I think Litton's one of the ones you get through progression, right? Nope. Or no. Oh. No. 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 And you have a Litton too, Anna. I do. So I think the two that I've bought are Rowlet and Litton. Nice. And now I'm saving up for a Snorlax because I went through the um, the Encyclopedia of Events, and there are two events that you require a Snorlax to get. So this is Pokemon. Yes. Yeah, it's a phone game. Yeah, I didn't around, even know that. It, that yeah, this yeah, Magikarp is a, phone game is a Pokemon. That's that's based around making a crappy Pokemon jump. Magikarp are based off of Koi. And the kind of joke is that Magikarp itself sucks. It's terrible. The only move that it learns naturally is Splash, which literally does nothing. Didn't they give it a new move, like Struggle yeah, or something? Tackle. Oh, tack- yeah. They gave it Tackle? Yeah, they, they did eventually give Magikarp Tackle, but uh, you still have to be like level 12 or 15 to learn it. Um, and so you have this completely useless fish Pokemon that can do nothing. But when it hits level 20, it turns into Gyarados. And Gyarados is like one of the best generation one Pokemon hands down. Uh-huh. So see, this is how you learn. Oh no. Anna was dishing out secret secrets on Twitter this week on, on how to evolve a magic carp in this game. And yes, so, I did it too. <laughs> because, because this is predicated around a magic jumping league. If you're, you hold an Everstone in your inventory However, through a variety of means, your Everstone can get cracked. And when that happens, it evolves into Gyarados if it's over level 20. But if it evolves, it has to retire from the league because it can't jump anymore. Gyarados fly. Yeah, it stinks. I got a Gyarados. (laughs) It's like the one time you don't want a Gyarados. So and much like Koi, like real Koi, um, Magikarp come in various patterns in this game. And so there is also a, like a collectathon aspect where you are attempting to um, collect all of the different koi patterns that your Magikarp can have. It's a multifaceted. Yeah, mostly it's you click on the button and tell your Magikarp to jump. And if it jumps higher than the other Magikarp, you win. It's and very then, much a clicker game. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there are leagues and each league has... Uh, it's a clicker game with very little clicking and no auto clicking. Yeah, with with the fish should eat its own damn food, and <laughs> I should just watch it getting stronger. Um, with progressively more challenging fish to jump against, so your fish's power is um, done in JP jump power, and you could feed it fit. You can feed it food while it's in a tank, or you can do training. Uh, and that's that's the the payment hook is you get a training point every 30 minutes and you could only stockpile three so if you want to do a significant amount of training in a short period of time you have to purchase diamonds with real money and then you can purchase more training i think the pip-up that you get should just automatically increase your base training points to four it drives me crazy that, that would be nice I keep- I keep accidentally clicking that thing when I'm feeding it, and it's like, oh, your training points are maxed out. I'm like, I'm going to click you in five minutes anyway. No, yep. Pidgeotto just stole my Magikarp. Oh, I again. Jumped for it and oh, lost. you did it again. So one of the things that you can do is while you're training your Magikarp, sometimes you will get a high-risk, high-reward 
events. So you can jump for the fruit that's in the or jump for the fruit that's in the tree because in Pokemon there are berries that you can feed your Pokemon. Um, and you either get a berry which gives you a ton of JP, or your Magikarp gets stolen by a Pidgeotto and dies. See, I always skip that one and the Voltorb one because I have never been successful with either of those. I ever. finally was successful. I've been with, successful with both. Yeah, I I actually jumped for the fruit like seven times before I got taken away by a uh, generation 44 is out of 10. We're off to generation 45. That's okay. I got diamonds for that because that was my fourth time. Anyways, so, like, yeah, in- so for for a dumb phone game, it's got a surprising amount of things going on within it. So, oh, like, on my sixth generation, I got a shiny Magikarp. I didn't realize that those only had, like, a 1% chance of showing up. I finally got one in generation 33! I'm watching somebody really who's lucky. Twitch streaming their Magikarp jump and Monster Hunter double cross at the same time. <laughs> I don't really understand how this is working, but it, it's happening. They're using something like Plex I, or um, um, Blue Stacks. Maybe it's very confusing, but also kind of awesome. I fished up a Magikarp. So did I. This and this one has an individual bonus of cones plus coins plus one hundred fifty percent. Wow, this has JP from events plus one hundred and forty-three percent. You look at you. Right, time to teach the next generation. This is yeah. the first time in a while I've had someone survive to be able to teach the next generation. <laughs> does, does so I, fish get stolen a lot. I have, I, I have a high mortality rate in my <laughs> pond. <clears throat> I thought that um, using or evolving the, it into a Gyarados was it going to be an easy way to kind of cheaply re-roll. Oh, really? Because, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Except and you can't get I rid of your stone. I think you can stone. only do it once. Yeah. No, you At least can, I tried to. You can keep getting rid of your stone. What I like about killing your Magikarp is that he gives you a bunch of experience points, so you still make progress. Right. And it kind of shortens your time to getting more experience points. So it might actually be... Magikarp forced to retire. Four to four. Get reward. Mm-hmm. And now I've gotten 34 achievements, so I'll get a reward. Chivos! My Chivos! What do I buy with my diamonds? What do you recommend, Anna? Well, I'm waiting on Snorlax. Mm -hmm. So I think I have... Hang on, let's see. I have... So you can either buy diamonds with real money or you can sort of slowly accrue them by doing stuff in the game, like reaching certain um, milestones. Like, hey, I had four uh, Magikarp that were eaten by Pidgeotto. So you seem to only care about the friendship items. You don't care about the decorations? Um, The... Friendship items are more appealing to me personally. The nice thing about the decorations is that um, the effect works even if you don't have them in the tank. Correct. <clears throat> so, like, I got a pseudo widow bonsai, and I think it's really ugly, so I took it out of my tank. <laughs> I put it back in later because then I felt I sad. Ha- I have an octillery pot. Oh, yeah, the octillery pot. Yeah, I stuck it in the corner, so I don't have to think about it. I just think it's cute. As a non-Pokemon player, as a non-Pokemon anything, I just want to say I'll take my games and I'll just go over here, guys. (laughs) 
No, we're d- we we have spent way too much t- time on Magikarp Jump. So no, no. Uh-huh. else, please. I got it. I got it streaming on here. Episode. This is good. This is let's Magikarp it up. Uh, Player <laughs> unknowns Magikarp. Hundred Magikarp land on an island. They all have to jump. One Magikarp wins and gets eaten by a Pidgeotto. It's perfect. Magikarp is a verb now. Magikarped. Magikarped. Um, so why don't we talk about Fire Emblem Echoes? Yeah, Anna, you finished it. I beat it. You finished it already. Yep. Uh, Did you sleep? I know, right? It only, it it took me 30 hours. She doesn't have to work. Yes, I do. She doesn't have to work as much. Do not say that. She doesn't have to work like we do. How many times have I said to you, it's three o'clock and I'm finally done. I'm going to go do two hours of housework now and make dinner. Yeah, but you're done working at three o'clock. Yeah, that's already I an do advantage. Hour of work you are at already night. ahead. <laughs> you get to work on chores when you're at work, essentially. Yeah, oh, let me tell you what a treat that is. I know it. It really is, and you don't recognize it, and it frustrates me. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I have not. I think I just started the act where you're playing as both characters. Act three. Yeah, and you can switch back and forth. Yes. Although I would not suggest switching back and forth. I would strongly suggest focusing on one character, doing all of their story until it ends for the act, and then switching to the other character. And I can tell you why if you want. Go ahead, tell me why. On both sides of the act, um, there there is a point from where new um, groups are constantly spawning. Until you clear it. Until you clear it. Oh. And so if you do like two or three maps with home and then two or three yeah, maps Yeah, but she doesn't Celica, have the DLC, so this is a good way to grind. I did buy the oh, okay. uh, experience grinding DLC, but it seems like one of them uh, is way too hard and the other one is way too easy. Yeah, I would have cautioned you against that particular set of maps. Um, yeah. Oh, oh well. But, I find um, the money the money maps to be better for experience. <laughs> but yeah, I did notice that it's like, okay, I'm trying to do something with one character. Oh, great, my other character is getting attacked. Right, and, and so, yeah. But at least there's small and groups. The other thing that I've been getting annoyed with this game is that I hate the side quest system in this game. Isn't it terrible? Yeah, <laughs> like, it, where yes. is that guy? I don't remember. <laughs> I, okay, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but on the town, when you're on the map screen, if you click on the town, there are two, there are not- people with with little talky bubbles above them, and that tells you how many potential quests that you have there. Oh, but is it that what doesn't it is? give you any information on them? Okay. Yes. Why wasn't that put in a menu? I don't know. Why? Why weren't those people made clickable so that you could just tap on them and say, you know, I want cheese? That would at least give you some indication Anna, about which quest Anna, is there. I want cheese. No, Chris, you're making fun of me, but there is actually cheese. a guy who wants to try want all of holy the cheese. cheese in the world. I want Pegasus cheese. I finished him. Oh, and okay. also, um, you have cheese in the fridge that you still haven't eaten that I bought you a couple weeks ago, and it's amazing cheese, and you should go to eat it. Okay. When are you going to eat that cheese, Anna? I'm really well, frustrated. Well, not at the moment, because we're doing an RPG cast. Well, you know, we're just talking about Magikarp. Wait. And then Fire, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. We're talking about Fire Emblem now. I'm still playing but, Magikarp. 
to give you any idea of how crappy the side quest system is, I ran around in the resistance area for an hour yeah. trying to figure out how to find that stupid armlet because the quest made it sound like that you needed to smash graves to find it. Mm-hmm. Well, I finally got frustrated, looked it up, saw, saw that you had to kill a mob, yeah. ran around for another 30 minutes trying to find this mob, only to find out that I had already killed it and I had already had the item in my inventory. <laughs> Well, and here's the other thing is, is there are quest items that the wrong person gets it. And so you have to send it over through a peddler. The problem is, is there's only like seven opportunities to do so. And they're like one way. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so like the Rion shield has to be sent through a peddler to the other side. Um, Yeah. I, I might very well forego doing any side quests. I would just read a game. guide for them. Yeah, honestly. I, as soon as I realized how much of a pain in the arse it was going to be to do all those quests, I was like, second playthrough. <laughs> second playthrough. When are you second playthrough? And you haven't even second playthrough to. You haven't even finished Fates. Yeah, I know. You. Fi- I know you played like Awakening three times, but I don't know if you're going to play through this one again. I think you're Fire Emblem out. That's your challenge. Prove mm-hmm. me wrong. Prove me wrong. No, Come at me, bro. Do you even Fire Emblem? <laughs> do, do, do you even side quest? <laughs> there you go. That should be the podcast. Yeah. Chris. What? What kind of cheese was it? <laughs> Which cheese? The one that I bought her? Yeah, it was yeah. basil cheese. It's it's this it's this cool basil farmer's cheese that she looked that I cleared with her that she liked and she hasn't eaten it yet and it makes me sad and I can't believe man I forgot to go to the farmer's market this week how did you let me forget that oh because I didn't put it on the calendar did yeah you put it on the calendar yeah you should okay yeah sure you know as far as cheese goes that does actually sound pretty exciting it was it was exciting he also got these I got her like, cheese amazing, curds too she hasn't like, finished those either I'm halfway through the bag they're, they're gonna mold eat, like, before you get to them time. and hey the other bag didn't mold at all no, so. I suppose not anyways less about? cheese more IP cheese oh, I want all the cheese Kelly did you finish Persona yes. 5 or did you just get I really not, deep I did not finish Persona oh, 5 I, th- that game is that game is having a very Lord of the Rings end game as far as like, oh, well, this is the real ending. No, this is the real ending. I, I think I am at the final, final dungeon. Yeah, you probably are, actually, if you're having those thoughts. Well, um, a VO changed. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious that you're, you're at the end when you get to the end. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I stayed up until like 2.30 in the morning last night trying to finish it. Okay. And when I, we know, when this voice actor changed and uh, that happened and I saw that, okay, this, this area is pretty hellscapey. It's like, okay, this is the end. There's no way I'm going to finish this tonight because <laughs> I, I am dead on my ass. Hey, that's how we felt and too. I'm, yep. And I'm just going to conclude it the next day if I get a chance to. But my God, that game is so good. You actually have several hours to go. <laughs> oh, oh, hopefully. You you <laughs> have a full dungeon to go. Yeah. And, and the sad thing is, is that I kind of don't want it to end because it's so good. 
Um, I I maxed out all of my stats. How long was the ending, Anna? An hour? Um, uh, yeah. Like after the we ending beat the cut final scene, boss? it seemed like it went for a while. Yeah. So don't worry. <laughs> There's yeah. plenty of game, even when the game's done. <laughs> But I mean, I maxed out all of my stats. I'm annoyed that I got a bunch of social links up to nine before. Oh no! Stuff kind of funneled in. I'm sorry. Do they go no, to the, ten? Is that the yeah? yeah they go up to ten. Uh, and when you get to ten, they the, all tend yeah, to unlock you need to get something. To 10 awesome. to get the the special items that let you carry their benefits over to the next playthrough. Yeah. So not only did they give you something awesome in your current playthrough. But they also give you an item that at the end of the game that lets you carry over that level ten bonus into any future. Well, most some of it, not every bit of it, but the they they bits. let you carry over the level they, ten bonus. It's not the level ten bonus. Yes, it is. No, we went through it for every item. It's not the level ten bonus for every person. It's one of it's like the most relevant piece of their social link for the most part, which is generally their level ten bonus. Yeah. Well, at least one nice thing if I do a new game plus is that my stats are maxed out and that's what was kind of hindering me with some of them. Like, I think you had to have yeah. level four kindness just to even start yep. Futabas. Yes, you did. So if I do end up playing through it again, which I probably oh, won't you'll be, I yeah, you, wanna, yeah, you'll be pretty good. I kind of want to move on to other stuff because this game has taken over my life. But if I do get bored and later on want to do that, then I can. But I, uh, unless the game is really short, like Chrono Trigger, and has multiple endings, I kind of don't do New Game Plus very often. Well, that's uh, this is definitely not short. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I honestly wonder how long a new uh, another playthrough would take. You know what I think every game needs? The, hmm. the time doubler thing from Chrono Cross. Yes. That lets you just play the game and fast forward hmm. on your new game pluses. You didn't try that, Anna, but no, if you I didn't were know to do Yeah, if you new game plus it, you can like hold down R2 and it fast forwards all the battles and shit. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, this game kind of needs that cuz the battle success screen can kind of drag on. Yep. But but it's so artistic and shit. I know it is, but Sometimes I just want to get... That's why I like doing all-out attacks, because it, it seems like it speeds it up. Yeah, no, that's true. I think grindy um, JRPGs really just kind of need that feature right from the beginning. The fast-forward button. Hmm. That wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> Power Lord points out, every game needs an epilogue area like Lunar 2, which is like 25% of the game's playtime. That game had a uh, had a bit of an epilogue. Yeah, just a little bit. And the only other thing that I played this week that of note was um, the Disney Afternoon Collection was on sale for like thirteen bucks oh, nice. on PSN. And I never owned any of those games as a kid. It seemed like everybody that had a Nintendo when I was a kid owned those games, but me. So I bought Kelly's that game. Kelly's getting her lost of, childhood back. Yes, I kind of bought that game out of spite for that very reason. <laughs> I'm gonna own these now. I'm not gonna play them, but I'm gonna own. Them. <laughs> no, I I popped in oh, good, uh, good. Ducktales <laughs> right away. Yeah, and it it was like slipping on a bike again. I just 
the muscle memory came right back because I played the crap out of those games at my friend's houses when I was a kid, but never at my own house. A little concerned about how and, you said you slip on a bike, like as though you yeah. wear it. <laughs> I slip that bike right on. I don't. Um, nah, you know what I mean. All right, sorry. <laughs> but. But the, the best part about the Disney Afternoon Collection is the rewind feature. Oh, I've seen oh, people use right. that. It's awesome. See? See, every game needs this stuff. Yes. Yes, it does. And the other thing that kills me is that there's an achievement for beating one of the games without using the rewind feature. And the achievement is called Be Kind, Don't Rewind. Uh... And I thought that reference is going to be lost on so many people unless <laughs> they're our age. That's true. This collection is for us, so it's okay. Yeah. I mean, the people who get that reference are the ones who used to play the games without having a rewind button in the first place. That's Mm -hmm. true. And I I got curious about the Tailspin game because that was the one in the collection that I had never even touched. Is any good? Wow, that is the crappiest shit. Nah, it's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was wondering why I hadn't really known about it. It it is crappy, and yet I got weirdly sucked into it because um, after each stage, you can buy upgrades to make your ship only slightly less crappy. So you kind of get the sea duck to like the beginning of where it would be in Gradius. So just <laughs> barely manageable. Wow. Okay. So yeah, the the rewind feature got used heavily on that game. But I, I, if I do finish Persona, I might end up playing a lot more of this because some of those games, I mean, I had only played a little of, but like DuckTales 2 and Chippendale 2, I never even knew existed. Well, I mean, I knew they existed, but they were just completely off my radar. And those NES cartridges are stupid expensive now. Yeah, we, we've seen them at um, Midwest Gaming Classic and they are like over $100. So yeah, I I highly recommend that game if you've got NES nostalgia at all. Cool. That's just, all I've been playing. Alright, so I'm just distracted magic harping. What else is next, Anna? Um how about what has Pascal been playing? Oh yeah. Pascal. Hey. Hi. I'm back. We want to know what you've been playing. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I wanted to go and do a retraction, actually. Uh-oh. Uh, You're unplaying something. No, I played it. Oh, okay. Actually, the the thing is, I played it right after the last time I talked about it, so I think it deserves another mention. Um, I don't... I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I talked about the battle system in the Surge and how I wasn't really feeling it a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Yes, mm-hmm. you did. Well, that's because I wasn't using it properly. Oh, you didn't know what you were doing. Look at that. And I've I've had a um I had a really good time once I figured out what um, because um so this this was the part I I made a mistake about where we had talked about or I had to, um tried to explain how you can cut off pieces off enemies and use them in uh, building new armor, uh, but I wasn't really having a lot of success with that. <clears throat> And it's because the way I was playing the game, which is the way I feel that the game uh, tutorial told me to do it, is to basically target the enemy's weak point, uh, which is usually uh, an arm or a leg or 
a piece a part on their uh, body that's that's not covered by armor. Now, someone in chat was saying that in order to get those pieces, you had to do the opposite and not aim for the yeah. weak points. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So playing it the way I was, the pieces would still drop occasionally. But I found out, and I think I, maybe even the same day as we uh, recorded that the podcast, but after that, um, it's almost. I don't know, like I want to say like it's somewhere in the 90s as far as the drop rate goes when you actually target armored body parts, mm-hmm. body parts. But um, it's it's pretty difficult with enemies that are like same level as you in your current area. So what I ended up doing is spending a long time going back to previous areas and just and kind of trying to catch up what I had missed out on the whole time, you know, in order to to level up my armor. And that was it was so much fun once I knew how to how to properly do that so i'm not so sure if it's just that i missed it in the tutorial or if maybe the tutorial really was misleading but i i definitely wasn't playing it the way that it was meant to be played because that's that's one of the big um i don't know the big gimmicks i guess of that game is to be able to separate armor from enemies and pick it up and i just wasn't doing it properly so i apologize i i am noob no, he's noob. No. Yes. He's Who's noob? I am. Chris's character is Nabuo. <laughs> People usually call me noob. It's it's fair. And deserved. Particularly at 11. Yeah. I, I deserve it. So it sounds like you're enjoying it way more uh, now than you were. Well, I finished it. Oh, but, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was enjoying it a lot more. It, it's, even without that, it's it was a really fun game. It's so such a frustrating game. I think I said that last time, too. And yet there's something about, like, it's no matter how many, I think I would probably, some bosses and some just of the later areas, I would die easily, you know, 30 to 40 times in a row on the same section. And, and as frustrating as it was, I just, I couldn't put it down. You just keep trying again and again and again. So it was a great game. But I wanted to um, set the record straight and give it its fair Give it its due. fair due. All right. Yeah. Battle system is it was much better than I had uh, previously judged it by. Well, you played anything else besides the surge, which still makes me yeah. think of Coca Cola products. Mmm, surge. <laughs> I did. I've been playing Mass Effect Andromeda now. Oh, oh, how's that going? Do you like it? Yeah, I do, and the, I actually didn't think I would. Uh, back when we published our review, right before it went up, I I was one of the ones who read it for editing purposes. Uh huh. And I honestly, even though it was, it still got a um a great score. It got a four four point I think out of five. But it did kind of turn me off to the idea of playing the game. Um, partly or mainly, I think actually because the uh, the story didn't sound like it was very um. I don't know, intriguing maybe. Compelling, and, yeah, compelling too. Properly written. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have issues with that game story. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you oh, okay? No, but, actually, um, but I've only I, played I really, like five hours, so you know, maybe it gets better. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think I'm too far past five hours at this point, but I actually kind of like it. Okay, like for so right off, uh, right off the bat, I think they. They did the right thing when they, um, not spoilers, I don't think so, uh, that the the story is set, you know, hundreds of years in the future from from the previous trilogy. Right. And 
you know, obviously in a completely different part of the galaxy. So there's there's only, as far as I can see so far, only tangential connections between the two. I thought that was absolutely the right move. Mm-hmm. Now that I've played it, I mean, I was I was a little skeptical before, but it it worked great. And I love games that have um, a lot of, I guess, world building. Um, and there's so much, you know, optional content that you can uh, get lost in. I'm one of those players who just uh, stops and reads all the um, the log entries and all the the, the scientific journal uh, that, that you collect every time you talk to somebody or every time you scan a piece of equipment. Like I stop and I read everything that it says, and I love that kind of stuff. So it's um, I probably am not too far past the five hour mark. Maybe kind of similar to you, but I've really liked the 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 story in the world so far even though the cool. review kind of criticized the early the early game story i i mean i've liked it and if it only gets better from here i'm super excited about what's still coming and yeah. i was turned off to the game so i'm i'm very happy with that oh that's good that's good yeah I, I i don't like the i don't like any of the characters i've met so far i don't like the motivations i don't like how i don't like the concept of the shepherd or not the shepherd the um writer the writer and not writer but the what they're the pathfinder and why oh, yeah, only yeah. one person can do it and how it's poorly explained and how it's treated like some sort of religious <laughs> position and it, it the whole thing felt forced and weird to me and uh, and whatever it's uh it's uh it's it is what it is uh, how far did you get um i got to the point where you open a door on the first planet and then it says you can't go any further in the ea access demo there's like an underground area that you get to on um, on, okay. um, on the first colonization planet. Um, oh, the under the under whatever they call it, the temple or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you get to that yeah, door, and it's like you can't go any further than this. <laughs> well, I can see why that it, this yeah get, letting you go further on the demo might kind of spoil some things. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm actually just on the the other side of that. I okay. just finished that. Okay. And I, I really like in between, you know, the the few missions that I've played so far, but in between every one of them, I I usually spend, you know, an hour to 2 hours just walking around looking at stuff, reading uh <laughs> all the different text entries and I mean, it's it, talking to everybody, exhausting all the dialogue options. It's it's great how much stuff you can actually My favorite do in there part for. of the Mass Effect games was its setting and like all these alien yeah. species to learn about and see and interact with and like i feel like they jettisoned it all by having here's just a handful of the species they're on the other side of the planet and they're all alone and like okay have fun now we have we don't have the writer who came up with that interesting world anymore so let's see what we can make up and i haven't enjoyed what they made up from what i played so mm-hmm. we'll see i'm waiting for the game to go to 20 bucks and then i think i'll play it mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm playing it for free actually. Oh, okay, that works too. I mean, like I, I'm, I'm playing a friend's copy. So. Yeah, nice. Um, I, but uh, yeah, the one thing I never really cared for in the Mass Effect games was the combat, and I still stand by that. I'm not a fan of it. I, it's probably this just, is the best as it's ever been, but it's still. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't care about it either. Like, <laughs> everything that he's describing about like the interactivity of people and like going around doing side quests and like talking to people, like. That sounds really cool, except between those things, you have to shoot people, and I hate that. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Uh, I don't think. I just think I'm not very good at it, to be honest. They do but have like I a story time difficulty too. level, Anna. Hmm. So <laughs> you oh. can dumb it way down. <laughs> 
Well, like I haven't even figured out how to um, how to change the loadout on your biotics yet. I have several biotics unlocked. I've been leveling up, and I haven't found any any way to change which abilities I have in battle. And mm-hmm. then the way to use them was never really explained very well. No, it wasn't, either. was it? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was always my weakest part in the previous games too. I think I usually just went with as 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 few biotics as possible. I left it up to the the squad mates. I just did. I just shot. I guess I'll just do that again. No, I like being a space wizard in those games. I think it's cool. All right. Uh, and you're playing Danganronpa? Yeah, way, way back when I, I talked about it for just a few minutes on the podcast. Mm-hmm. But it's, I assume like you play just three more minutes. Oh, yeah. So this this is why you guys talking about New Game Plus, I'm I'm really just, I don't know if I'm, in awe or I just don't understand how people have time to play the same game more than once at all. Mm-hmm. I generally don't. I will sometimes. Kind of depends on the game. It's a superpower. Just leave it at that. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I did that. Or just even, or like even had time to do it. I mean, maybe I, I might want to if I had time. But so, yeah, that's still the same Danganronpa playthrough as, as before. Ugh. I want to finish it. That game is so good. <laughs> Chris needs to play it. I do. <laughs> it's hard to sit there and just read through just text after text after te- well, I say that right after How I How do you handle of- books then? <laughs> 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 I don't feel that's an entirely fair question. I don't question. know. <laughs> All this text is just page after page. It's, it's unrelenting. There's no pictures. Yeah. Okay, so I guess I'm going to go dark side with this for a second then. Because I I think with Danganronpa, what it is, is um, once uh, once you get far enough to where you know that there's all these really sick, twisted, like like death scenes and the, the trials that precede them, anything that isn't that just kind of gets dull after the first few times. So I just, I just kind of want to get to the next kill you know as as terrible as that sounds like that's spoilers, that's the high point of the story die. right now what what's that spoilers people die a lot of people die that game is all whatever, about deading yeah whatever that says about me i don't know i love that game i'm more worried about what it says about anna <laughs> Yeah, she played the sequel. Yeah, she's waiting for the third games. one. Yeah, I'm waiting for V3. Oh. She even got. Yeah, I don't know. I got the one where they're fighting stuff, but I haven't played it yet. Right. I have realized belatedly that it is apparently very scary. Hmm. Probably not as much as you think. Yeah. Ooh, there's an achievement for having your Magikarp die. Yeah, repeatedly. Cool, and it's better rewards. Yeah. <laughs> you get a ton of diamonds for letting Sweet. your Magikarp get kidnapped. Kidnapped, yeah, or exploded. Or exploded. Or Gyarados'd. Uh, I don't know if that one counts towards forced retirement. Anyways, less about Magikarp. More about Magikarp. No. Oh. Is that everything that you've been playing, Pascal? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, is there anything that you've been playing you haven't talked about, Kelly? No, I think I went through my whole 
list. All right. I have been playing um, Picross 3D Round 2. So after I finished um, Fire Emblem Echoes, I was like, I don't know what I want to play next. And nothing on the Vita was jumping out on me. Nothing on the 3DS was jumping out at me. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try something and see if it sticks. So I'd been meaning to download this for forever and ever, and I just hadn't. So I downloaded it, and I'm playing it, and I am having a good time, and that makes me happy. Yeah, those puzzles are fun. So I'm 120-some puzzles in. I'm on book, like, 23 out of 40. So I will probably finish that this week, and then I'm going to have to decide what else I want. Did you tap your amiibos? Not yet. Um, the the kind of core Nintendo characters like Mario, Luigi, all yeah, of them. Yeah, I have a list. All have puzzles. Yeah, I have a list that I can go through. It's just a matter of doing it. Because I am get on with it, Anna. So that's everything that I have been playing. Is there anything else you've been playing, Chris? Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven. Snooze. Okay. Uh, Fire Emblem Echoes. Uh huh. Magikarp. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was gonna play other things, but didn't wasn't able to pull it off. Well, so, uh, no. Well the then, you no. should make a a a vow about what you're gonna play next week at the end of the show, and we will hold you to it. Will you really? No, but that's I'm what I thought. It. Hey, is next week our pre E three episode? It is. Oh wow, it's coming up. It is. What are we talking about now? Oh, we should talk about news? Yeah. All right. News. News, news. Where's the news? All right. First off, hey, this news is from you. Natsume made some game announcements, Anna. Yep. What'd you announce? Two new River City games. Mm-hmm. So um, the first one is Knights of Justice, um, which is an eShop game, came out in 2014, and basically it um, it side scrolling beat 'em up. It is a side. So the way that I normally describe Cuneo is a side scrolling beat 'em up with RPG elements, and the way that I describe Knights of Justice is an RPG with side scrolling beat 'em up elements. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like set in the past and you're playing like um, the um, the people that Cuneo eventually descend from. Okay. So you're playing as your ancestors, but it's like a world of magic. So like you can cast things and I mean, it still has sort of like all the Cuneo basics. So you're still running around punching people in the face and you can still pick up weapons, but it has a lot of RPG flair to it. And there's like a big overworld map to do stuff on and stuff like that. Um, and then the other game is uh, River City Rival Showdown, um, which is which came out last year in Japan. And most people call it River City Ransom SP. Okay. Um, and it's kind of like... Um, it, it is part remake, part sequel. Okay. So it's kind of like River City Tokyo Rumble 1.5, 2.5. But the big thing that sets this game apart is um, you have three days to figure out what the heck is going on. 
And so the game is intended to be played kind of over and over again because you can't do everything in one three-day playthrough. So, like, there are people trying to kill you and you have to spend three days figuring that out. And Ricky's girlfriend has been kidnapped and you could spend the three days figuring what the hell's going on and why is she kidnapped again? <sighs> again. And there are sort of all of these miniature stories that you can explore, but you can't do them all. So you have to pick and choose in each playthrough. Oh, and it has multiplayer. Local multiplayer. And it's the first time that there has been local multiplayer in like the actual beat em up of the game since like I think the GBA. So yeah, Knights of Justice is coming out soon. And then Rival Showdown is coming out not as soon. All right, that's some news about the River Cities. Am I going to get them? Games. Um, yes. Are we going to get a free copy? Uh, I could ask for right. one. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <clears throat> I've never played a Kunio Kun game. I would start with Knights of Justice for two reasons. One, if you're an RPG fanatic, it's going to feel really good to you. And two, it's going to be cheap because it's an eShop game. Yeah, that that one did look interesting to me. Um, I don't remember the final price, but I want to say it's ten bucks or less. It was an eShop game in Japan too, so cool. People got really angry when we announced that. Why? No physical, no buy. No physical, no buy. Oh, that's no what buy. that tweet was about. <laughs> Seven dollar game. It was like I, I actually think it was like seven hundred and twenty five yen in Japan. Like we're not putting that in a box. That would be when, when when digital games are that cheap, I don't care that there's no physical copy. Well, no, I mean you know what would happen if we made it a physical box? It would have to be at least twenty dollars, and then the same crowd of people would be pissed off because it's eight dollars in Japan and twenty dollars here. Now, on our next story, that game's price, digital only, I have a bit of a problem with. Oh, yeah, we should talk about that. I can't read it because there's a cat re licking the monitor in front of me, <laughs> so maybe you can help me out. <laughs> My monitor went to sleep. All right, so... What's on your monitor? Um, nothing. Nothing. He's an he's, idiot. He's a moron. <laughs> so... um. I, He's gone now. Tokyo RPG Factory, the people that made I Am Setsuna, announced a new game. This is an artisan title. Artisanal? Yes. It, it comes from the finest artisanal springs? Yes. Um, so the new game is like called cheese. Lost Sphere, S-P-H-E-A-R. And they've already announced that it's early 2018. Um, they've already announced it's PC, PS4, Nintendo Switch in the US. It is digital only for at least two of those platforms. And it's going to be 50 bucks. Yeah. The, the, at that price, just put out a physical copy. <laughs> Uh-oh. Anna, <laughs> Kelly's turned into one of the people. <laughs> no, and I think that... She, I, the thing is, is in this particular instance, if you're going to oh, play you it agree. on the Switch, right. I don't disagree with her. Because here's the problem is, is Nintendo's done a, at least a half-decent job at getting a 
a a online system going where games are actually attached to like your account, but they are still also attached to your system. So it's still inferior to PSN. So how do we know it's phys- digital only? Um, because they announced that it was digital. It's only. not in the story though. The, uh, supposedly they're going to be released the Squeenix store is going to be having a very limited print run of physical copies of the PS4 you know that that's going to sell is, out and stuff yeah like the only one that I heard that the Squeenix store was getting was PS4 where's all this announced a Twitter and crap hey you know what and like interviews about it this game's trailer was so depressing sounding I don't even care I and it's it's so melancholy I don't understand like their goal like our story says that their goal is uh it aims to recapture the spirit of classic JRPGs from the 16-bit era on modern hardware. Now I assume that's something we wrote and not something they said because I don't remember 16-bit era RPGs being so damn depressing. <laughs> to um, you? <laughs> I don't know. Chrono Trigger was about the end of the world. Yeah, but it started off pretty freaking happy and there's cats and stuff. Come give yes, me a break. Yes, and then you get thrown into jail. Yeah, but you meet Robo eventually and like he dances and gato makes you he get silver dies points. so that the plants can grow no he doesn't Robo section was the most depressing of he all he doesn't die at all he just stays there and then you pick him up and he's like yes later was a good on leg you workout. go back after he's dead he's not dead and you repair him he's not dead the part where you drag him around the map that is the most depressing thing <laughs> from my childhood hey, uh, the, the real question is he's a robot was he ever really alive Ah. Oh. Also, don't hit me with questions like that. I'm not that. saying a game can't have depressing subjects in it, but like when you have this overbearing oppressive feel and like that's the that's the up part of your game. Final Fantasy 6. Shut up. <laughs> that was a good game. <laughs> but Chris, I'm glad I'm not the only person that noticed that in the trailer. It's like, man, Tokyo RPG Factory go I, it, Go get some help. There's, I mean, there's no I- indication Face that there's despair anything. despair in solidarity. Yeah, like, exactly. And, like, in Final Fantasy VI, Anna, you had the fucking opera. You had uh, the airship. You had Setzer. Give me a break. There were up times in that game. And then you had to run into a burning house. Yeah. And say you killed Bob. throw yourself off a cliff. And, and no, really that's only if you okay. messed up. That's can... only if you messed up. <laughs> when, you can. Okay. You don't. Yeah, you I... don't have to jump off the cliff. Yes, I had no idea that there were actually good fish to get. That's right. And so, if you bring him all good fish, he survives. And you I literally him. never had you killed him. I had him. no idea I that did. was a thing. You killed him. That was an amazing Chris, moment. Be I'm ashamed. <laughs> Why are you saying that the opera is uplifting? That makes me cry like a bitch every time I get to that scene. Oh, come on. Dude, we saw that performed live. It was amazing, like with actual opera singers. The opera's not sad. The opera's... The, you don't even get to see the end of the opera. That ends however you want it to end. I know, but that scene is still... I mean, it's not depressing, depressing, but it's exactly. still kind of It still feels melancholy. better than what I've seen from this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to argue I'm that Sticking point. with that. Face despair and solidarity. No! How about I play something else? I, I got enough that, um, reasons I, to be depressed right now. It's called CNN. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Setsuna was going to be super depressing. And it was actually one of the things that I was looking forward to with it. Because yeah. that is, I oh, mean, you that just, is a valid... Every um, time I've turned that thing on and the piano music starts, it's like, I can't handle this. I got to go somewhere else. 
Yeah, but then the story just didn't back it up all the way through. Oh yeah. Oh, oh you're like, saying it wasn't it depressing like enough all the time. <laughs> yeah. So de- I, depressing is a valid emotion that you can you know yeah. that maybe uh, some people like in their video games. Sure. Sounds interesting to me. I love that. That was so condescending, Chris. That was so amazing. What? <laughs> sure. 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 I'm just a green. Trying to be a good host. I'm failing. Failure. All right. So I don't know that this game. Uh, they need another trailer <laughs> with some different music. I, I don't know what it is. I Well, I do know what it is. I do not like the music for the uh, Tokyo RPG Factory games, period, so far. So maybe they'll release a trailer with a different song and then I can have a different opinion. Well, so. and this is such a weird time to announce it because it's not playable at E3, right? Oh, uh, is it not? Uh, not as far as I have seen. Is it on our appointment thing? Hmm. I don't know. I can't bring that up right now. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know. There we go. <laughs> uh, By the way, your Atlas appointment got moved. Oh, did it? Yeah. To uh, a better slot. Oh. Um. Yeah. So, Supergiant Games... Um, they made Bastion and Transistor, one of which we cover and one of which we don't. I yeah. Think. Um, they announced the release date for their new game, Pyre. We don't have any Square Enix appointment other than a mobile appointment so far. What is up with that? They're going to make you go on the floor again. Yeah. Maybe they're finally ditching their stupid sticker idea and just telling people to show up. I doubt that. And I also am okay with it because the interviews are less and less interesting to me i know there's some good things that come yeah come i mean them, the problem but... is is we want to be in the booth playing stuff and all they do is go here's your sticker Bink. go have fun playing and it's like okay but the sticker doesn't actually get me anything all i have to do is all i get to do is stand in line with everybody else but you have a sticker yeah who cares half the time the demo half the time you walk up to a demo and it's like hey i'm a member of the media and here's my sticker can you put me on a station and they're like no, you no can get we're not mine. doing that this year why do you have the stickers? I don't know. Ask like, someone else. Five minutes care. later, you can go up to a different demoer, and they will put you on a station well, for the same game. Yeah, because they didn't do a good job. Of th- anyway, um, what are we talking about next? Um, Supergiant Games. Pyre. Pyre, Pyre is coming Pyre out is on that PS4 game. and PC July 25th. I don't understand Pyre. All right, can I say I do not understand Pyre? Is this the one where they're just shooting fire out of the guns? No. no. What are you talking? No. This is the one where it's like the battle system is a sports game? What? Yeah. That's kind of my point. Like you're playing like some sort of um, three-person hockey soccer game. Small scale tactical maps where the player will attempt to extinguish the opponent's flames. Rates will have three characters at a time on each team that can be customized with talents and masteries. Yeah. But it's also an RPG. And like with, and they they're very insistent on they, this is a freaking RPG. And you look at this, and you're like, that looks like a couch co-op game or a couch um, competitive game where you play against your friend. And but no, this is an RPG, so I don't know how it's gonna work. And I'm hoping we're playing it at the E3s because that would be nice to try out finally. I didn't know they were gonna have a booth. I don't know if they are or aren't, but they better. <laughs> it's super giant. They should. They've been at uh, past ones. They have? Yeah. Hmm, must have been they, after I started that uh, was No, WB. Oh, that's Remember, right. uh, Bastion was under WB. I don't that's know how right. they got the next game in, Transistor, but uh, probably Square Enix or someone. But yeah. 
What, uh, yeah. Do we have pyre on the thing? Do we have pyre on the thing? Do we have pyre on the thing? Why am I showing this? All right. So let's see. What's our next story? Knights of Azure has a release date in Japan. Knights of again. Azure 2. Yeah. Two. Sorry. The second Knights of Azure game has a, has another release date in Japan. Are you? Did you play the first one? Uh, no, but I want did to. Did anybody? I did. It was oh, good. It was good? It, oh, yeah. It had a... It had a very Castlevania-esque feel, and the characters in it were really awesome. I kind of liked the fact that apparently. I kind of liked the fact that it was a lesbian <laughs> relationship because you don't really see that. No, that's true. It was a very charming game and so very I think, underrated. I forget what the original release date for this was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be May. Yeah, so it got de- it was supposed to be earlier this year, and then it got delayed, and then it got delayed again. And now it's finally coming out August 31st on PS4, PS Vita, and Switch. Um, in theory, this so this has been confirmed for a North American release. And before it got delayed twice, it was confirmed to be a 2017 release. And I don't think it's going to make 2017, but I think they're going to try really hard. Because it's Koei Tecmo. I want to know more about this depressed looking cat that has a scarf on it. It looks like a party member. It's this little sad looking kitty. Oh, you get little familiars. Oh, okay. That uh, follow you around. You need to get that one. They can fight for you and heal you. It's blushing on its fur somehow, which I don't (laughs) understand how that works, but you know, whatever. So THQ Nordic, ahead of E3, announced a couple of games. Oh, what they announce? Um, so Alex. I feel like we've heard about that one before. Yeah, we've watched a couple trailers of it. And every time you're like, man, this looks terrible. Oh, it, could I, um, it looks like I need to see more is what it always looks like. Mm. All right. So Alex is coming out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on October 17th. And Battle Chasers. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. I got more for you about about Alex. It's oh, okay. got a collector's edition. Oh. Inside the collector's edition, you get a 10-inch figure of an Alb mage. You get a 2-inch combat drone amulet. You get a cloth map woo, of Megalon, which I guess is the land where that takes place. And you get an orig- original soundtrack CD and an art book. Uh, no price. Uh, that's the game that's taking place on a planet where people are having a conflict over an element that has magical properties and some people use it differently and thus you have different classes and whatever so you have uh the other one is what anna battle chasers Uh, night war yes what is that Uh it's a turn-based rpg based off a comic book from the 90s apparently that's all i know and i think it's combat is, is kind of like it looks um Almost like a. Oh, you a, played it like at E3 fighter. last year. Um, yeah, I didn't play it, but I had it uh, demonstrated. Oh, you had it demoed. Okay. Oh, it's it, Kickstarter. It looks. Oh uh, yeah, it looks almost like a like a 2D fighter, but it um, like a I don't know what <laughs> what are fighters, <laughs> Street Fighter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I think it's tactical, more tactical than that. I don't know. I, I remember being. It's it's a year ago. I don't remember a ton about it, but I I did like uh, when I walked out of the presentation. I I liked what they showed me. Let's see. From Pascal Takai's E3 impression, the demo that I saw already looked incredible. Graphics are lush and vibrant. A little cartoony, though just enough to be consistent with its comic book influences. So, there you go. Yeah, thanks for the voice. You're welcome. (laughs) 
Battle Chasers Night War is a game brimming with possibilities, not in the least because of its stylish look and combat system ripe for experimentation with different ability combinations. Even those who've not been grandfathered in by the comic series should find something of interest in it. For now, it receives my Game of the Show nomination, and <laughs> dude, this is your Game of the Show! Yep, okay. <laughs> you forgot! <laughs> no. <laughs> you gave it your Game of the Show nomination! No. All right. <laughs> Obviously made a big impression. <laughs> oh, There's I love just something Ethereum. about having your just own like writing that. read to you. Yeah, I know. Sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Uh, Indivisible, Anna. You want to play Indivisible? Um, I don't know. That was the one that's kind of like, um, well, it's made by the Skullgirls team. Yeah, and no. it's inspired by titles like Valkyrie Profile. Yeah. I w- oh, that's the one with the really big um um pop thing that you were showing me. Yes. Yeah. Um. No. I'd nope. watch somebody play it, but I don't think I play it myself. Okay. It's coming to Switch. That's the news. So. Uh, hey, that's. When is it I think that's awesome. When is it coming though? When is it coming? Uh, twenty eighteen. All right. Switch, PC, Mac, Linux, Xbox One, PS Four. Fire Emblem Warriors. Anna, tell me all about the Fire Emblems. Um, they... You don't know? You know everything about Fire Emblem. You don't know what's going on here. Oh. No, because I'm filling in the part of the notes that you didn't. So Fire Emblem... Don't give me that. You should have... You are always up to date on Fire Emblem news. You should just have it all memorized. Oh, yeah. they. So they announced the twin protagonists of the new Fire Emblem uh, Musou game. Mm-hmm. And they're twins. They also announced um, Krom, that Crom and Marth and Anna! Anna's in! And they're going to focus on people from Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, Fire Emblem Awakening, and Fire Emblem Fates. Which made a lot of people very upset because not everybody likes those games. I, I think that that was just... I thought everyone liked Awakening. Whining. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just people whining to whine. Why wouldn't they include the games that essentially that have put sold the, the series best? on the map? Yeah. How about the games that have 3D models already? Um, I'm looking at it that way. <laughs> Shadow Dragon doesn't have 3D models. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what's going on with them. But that's got Marth, right? E... I don't know who's in Shadow Dragon. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Shadow Dragon is a remake of the very first game in the entire Yeah, I don't series. know who the heroes are. Oh, Marth. Marth is from Shadow yeah. Dragon. So there you go. That's why he's in there. Because you always have to have Marth. You have to have your Smash Brothers characters. Which means, where's Elroy? Or whatever. He So, well, hey. um, Remember that thing that we had a few weeks ago where they accidentally said um, Fire, Emblem Fe- Fire Emblem Echoes Radiant Dawn? Isn't that the game that he's from? No, that's Ike. Oh, that's his descendant. No, they're not connected. Are you... Wait, what? Yeah. Sorry. Hang the the GameCube and up. Wii games are Ike. totally separate. Ike Fire Emblem. Hang on. Hang I don't on. even I think there's the, a freaking dragon in them. I thought that the Wii game was a direct sequel to the GameCube yeah, game. Yeah, they're, they're their own thing. They're not connected to any of the other games. Oh, Um. okay. Hang on. Anna has to prove this for some reason. I don't know why. I would swear that Ike and Roy are related to each other. No. No, you're thinking of Roy and the one of the characters from the Game Boy Advance games. <sighs> Thank you. Roy Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Ella Wood is his descendant. Okay. Yes, that's All the right. Game Boy Advance there we game. go. Okay. All right. Oh, hey. I knew he was. I knew he was. See, I my problem, Anna, is I said Elroy instead of Roy, yeah. and I kind of combined <laughs> their names together. And I'm sorry, I confused you. <sighs> Briefs. And I'm not talking about the underwear. We got some. We got a date for the Lost Child, which is the new Katakawa game that's a sequel to kind of like El Shaddai. Uh, that's coming out August 24th, 2017. In Japan. Japan. Uh, Damascus Gear is a uh, looks like a PS4 port of a Vita game that came out uh, a while back. That's uh, also going to be on Steam, but it's launching now for 15 bucks. So Damascus Gear Operation Tokyo. It's a mech-based RPG. So if you want to move around mechs and shoot things and and get stuff get experience then uh yeah go get that on your ps4 right now or wait for it on steam soon no date yet uh japanese developer gianti uh, they made some um smartphone games in japan they announced goken which is an open world action rpg coming out on steam summer 2017 more info at e3 don't really know anything except uh, it's a name Secret World Legends put up a trailer that you can see on the site where they show off the combat in the game, so you can actually see how that works and see if you're so into it or not. So we watched that, and both of us were like, um... Eh. Yeah. It's not for us. Yeah. It's like a, you know, low-tier MMORPG t- combat. That's how that stuff works. All right. We got a bunch of Kickstarters for you. Indie studio Muha Games has put out a strategy roguelike. Wow, that's an interesting spelling of roguelike. Thea the Awakening is now available on consoles. Uh, it's out now for Xbox One and PS4. It's been on PC since 2015. Uh, I don't know anything about this game, so I don't know if it's good or not or anything really, but uh, that is a thing now, and it looks like it's got cards and stuff, so I don't really understand. How does the fighting work? Oh, it's card-based fighting. Okay, cool. That, go check it out. Watch the trailer. It looks neat, and so that's cool, and they're working on a sequel, so... Uh, Exor the Rising uh, from Tiny Shark is an open world RPG coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC late next year, 2018. Uh, it's Medieval World of Aogun, blah, 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 blah. Are they... Is this a Kickstarter? Is this just uh, just an announcement of an indie game? So in Unreal Engine, and you, we've got a trailer. Go see if you like the way that looks. Um, we've got Resrog, which is a turn-based dungeon crawler now out. I like all this now out stuff. Uh, for PC, Mac, and Linux, it's on Steam for 10 bucks. It features a party mechanic where you have a selection of heroes at your disposal, but only one may venture out at a time. And should the player, should that party member fall and get captured, you can mount a rescue with one of your remaining heroes. Um, I don't know. This is a turn-based dungeon crawler. I don't know. Oh, very cartoony looking. Um, oh, and it looks like it's taking place on someone's table. So there's like a giant can of sodas incorporated in the background of one of the worlds which is pretty cool um and yeah you can see how that's working i assume it's roguey likey but i don't know it, it's got the look of it i would like to try it it's only 10 bucks i might pick it up and give it a shot um pixel heroes bite and magic it's a game covered in the first um oh pixel heroes is on xbox one already and now it's coming to ps4 it's you know it's meant to look like an old pixel based rpg so it is turn-based combat with roguelike elements 
like every other indie game, right? Uh, it's coming out on my birthday, June 15th, for 15 bucks on to PS4. It's already available for like PC, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, and Xbox One. So, I, yeah. It looks like, uh, yeah, Pixel Heroes, Bite and Magic. Under Heroes, an upcoming 2D scro- side-scroller RPG from Paper Castle. It's planned for release on PC later this year. Uh, they cited Paper Mario as one of their inspirations, so that should make Anna happy. Yay! Uh, it looks like a very cartoony, quirky, comedy-type thing, so we'll see if it's any good. Uh, a lot of platforming in this game, it looks like. If you ask me. Oh, and leveling up, it's got like the select and upgrade, and you get to choose which stat you're going to upgrade, just like Paper Mario. So that's cool. Um, under Hero. Uh, yeah, so there you go. And uh, I guess check that out, see if it's your thing. And then finally, The Rise of Mooncrest. And wow, I like how this in there were no Kickstarters in this thing. I totally missed. I don't know. I didn't read this particular story before starting. I'm sorry. So there were no Kickstarters in this one. This is great. It's just great to see indie games coming out without having to kickstart. All right. This one, the Rise of Mooncrest failed a Kickstarter back in 2015. And they uh, they came back and now they're doing it um, fresh. Oh, they are doing a Kickstarter. Oh. So they, they, they failed a Kickstarter. So now they're back and they're going to do it again. Um, it's been two years, which is surprising. Um, they, it's called the Rise of Mooncrest. It's gonna be. They want thirty-five thousand. The campaign ends on um, June twenty-second. And hello, I can't read the thing because I'm not. Kick, the Kickstarter site is doing weird things to me. Anna, do you have this up by any chance? Can you tell me the uh, the what you need to back at to get a copy of the game? Hang on, let me click, click, click. Uh, Mooncrest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, Five dollars or more gets you our heartfelt thanks. Yeah. Twenty bucks it looks like for a copy of the game, right? Yep. Oh, they've got a demo available. Yep. So and they're on Greenlight. Go vote. All right, and the highest tier is $1,000. Ooh, what do you get? Um, Alright, so you get everything from the Warlord reward, everything from the Paladin reward, everything from the Knight reward, everything from the Captain, everything from the Cap... Alright! Oh, God! They've made these completely reliable on each other. So you get oh, you a don't need to go, just say what the thousand does for you. Full behind the scenes access from day one of development requires signed NDA uh-huh. and listing at the beginning of the credits as a producer. Hey, if Nordstrom can charge four hundred and twenty-five dollars for a pair of muddy jeans, we feel a thousand dollars is a very fair price for a producer credit on a video game. I'm sorry, is that true? You could buy muddy jeans at yeah. Nordstrom. Yeah, you didn't hear about those? No. <laughs> I'll show you later. They, they've been stressed, Chris. Oh, excuse me. But doesn't that mean they're going to wear out sooner? Probably. Okay. The, I don't know if you saw while looking through this game, and it's a tactical game. Mm. And there's unit things. So archer beats mage beats soldier beats archer. So got a little fire emblem in there. But then a little bit of risk in your battle. So I don't know what's going on. Um Maybe good, maybe bad for you. So go check it out. 
see if it's your thing and decide whether or not you want to back. And that's it for the indies. So now we're back to, um, oh, we have Zway 2. What's Zway 2? Well, it's there was a it's it's German for two. Oh, so, so it, it means two two, two two. It's that's yeah. Mm. What does that mean? Zway two plus <sighs> the re-release of Falcom's original PC action <laughs> RPG. I'm so. Is there a first one? I'm I'm confused. So here it's going to be called Zway the Ilvard. I guess because they knew we would have this debate if they actually called it Zway two. Uh. Zway the Ilvard Insurrection excuse me that's the full title it's at E3 I know we have an appointment to see it so we'll have some more impressions for you on that in a couple weeks and then um, Dark Rose Valkyrie was played on uh, our Twitch thing and we have a YouTube archive of it so you can watch Alex play it really badly and uh, see if you're excited about that when is that out? that's coming out June 6th that's coming out this week that's so weird that I couldn't find oh I see I messed something up there. All right. Um, I thought no games were coming out this week, and apparently I missed Dark Rose Valkyrie. Oops. So that's coming out this week. Go check it out on YouTube.com slash RPGamerDOTCOM. Like and subscribe, right, Anna? Yes. Yeah. That, that's where you can like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and, like and subscribe. subscribe. Like <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about our questions of the week. Ooh, you put all this in. Good. What was our question? Replies to. What crappy RPG character needs a mobile game? All you right. didn't include mine. Sorry. Yes, I did. We'll oh, get you there. Did? Where? We'll get there. It's down near we'll, the bottom. We'll get there. Lord Golvez says, I want to say naming way just so I can complain about how much I hate him, but I have no idea what the game would look like. It would have to be a typing game. Yeah, I think you're right. Budai says, the pink thing from Xenogears, or Jogurt from Shining Force. Jogurt! Oh, the poor pink thing from Xenogears. Oh. <laughs> I think if it's I Google crucified. the pink thing from Xenogears, will it actually know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. All right. The pink thing in Xenogears. Uh, No. Google does not. It's Choo Choo. I think its name was Choo Choo. Choo Choo? Choo Choo Zenogears? Yep. If you click wow. images, Anna, the first thing is Choo Choo. Okay. And wow. then, and then two in, name. you get to see Choo Choo on the cross. What? <laughs> yes. Yes. Choo Choo was crucified. <laughs> what the hell? So Xenogears has a bit of an intense story, all right? Um, it literally <laughs> quotes the Bible in its opening video, Gris. Yeah. A bit of an intense story. Hey, Which is kind hey, of... Choo-choo, Choo-choo died for our sins. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if I recall, you saved Choo-Choo, but whatever. I like my version better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I didn't get far enough at Xenogears to meet Choo-Choo. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. All right. So what's next? Um, Seraphim Kitten says, I would immediately buy a spin-off game based around the infamous hat-throwing thief from Final Fantasy Tactics. Hat-throwing thief FFT. Huh. 
sorry. I'm I'm reading up on Choo Choo some more to see her oh when she grows gosh. big. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right. Strawberry Egg says, I'd like to see something based on the Copins from the Luminous Arc series and Arc Rise Fantasia. Crappy is subjective, as I think they're quite amusing, but they are also super annoying to fight in the games. The game might just be based on the race betting minigame in Arkrise Fantasia, but I'd like to see it centered on the random musings of the Coppin from the Life with Coppin Coppin segment in the Luminous Arc game. Hmm. Shaman says, since the slimes have had a couple of games and one actually got localized, let's go with the Fobbies from Earthbound. They could team up with the worthless protoplasm to fight crime. <laughs> what are the Fobbies from Earthbound? Let's see. Oh, wow. These little guys. And then a bunch of people tweeted at us answers. The little oranges. <laughs> Kelly uh-huh. tweeted at us. What'd she said, say? Two words. Bubsy Atsume. Ugh. <laughs> what's, what's that? Uh. It, Neko Atsume, but with all bubsies. Oh. <laughs> um. No. Um, <laughs> no. Hey, Kyle Ken hey, tweeted I, at I, us and said... Hold on, hold on. Let Kelly justify herself. Okay. I actually legitimately enjoy the first Bubsy game. Okay. I think you're I you're biased. Taste. You just like cat characters. Well, yeah, that's true, but I yeah. I got that game for Christmas when I was a kid and I legitimately enjoyed it. Okay. Um someone Cal- suggests Cthulhu, Anna. I don't know if he's a crappy RPG character. Well, he's Cthulhu Save the World. He's awesome in that game. Yeah. That good game point. is awesome because it has pause. Alright. Um, Adam tweeted us and said, Frank versus Joachim, the showdown. They're from Shadow Hearts. Gotcha. Um, Let's see. Shadow Hearts, Frank. Let's see what Frank looks like. Um, Oh, he's the dude with the guitar, right? I know him as a reporter. And then Joachim. I I can't keep this stuff straight. I don't, yeah, I don't know these characters, but I, I will take your word for it. I really need to play Shadow Hearts, but I'm never going to. I give and up. And Pete tweeted us and said, the correct answer is a Mallow plus Geno. Those weren't crappy characters. One's a frog and one's awesome. So, I disagree. Anna? Anna? Gino is crap. Anna? Gino is crap. No, it's not true. Mallow's kind of cool. Mallow's not a frog. Of how ridiculous! Is Mallow a frog? Is Mallow's Mallow... not a frog. Oh no! Spoilers! <laughs> All right, we have a new question of the week. If you'd like to submit your answer, uh, you send us an email at podcast at rpgamer.com. You call us at six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight, or you post on the forums at forums.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest updates. That's where the f- uh, show thread section is. Uh, what is your upper limit price for a digital only game and why? That's a good question. I would say fifty nine ninety nine because I've done that. <laughs> I've paid full price for digital only games. I don't care. <laughs> So there, that's my answer. What's your answer and why? Mine's in the 20s. 20s. What about you, Pascal? Um, 20s does sound pretty good. I don't think I I go above that. I don't buy that many digital games, but I'm I'm one of those people that you were talking about earlier that likes to have the the thing on their shelf. Although these days that doesn't happen that much either. Cuz you're playing PC games. Um, no, um, mostly because of things like, um, PlayStation Plus and 
Xbox uh, Gold, and so I do play a lot of online. Not I don't know what the digital games. Yes. Like um, I have so many games I've played on PS4, but my actual physical collection is pretty small for PS4. Twenty. Twenty for the win. Twenty. All right. Coming out this week, two games that you can spend monies on. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind has its official release on June 6th, and Dark Rose Valkyrie comes out as uh, Alex was playing, so you can uh, you can check that out. There are reviews up all over the internets for that. Uh, I don't know when ours is going to be up, but uh, yeah. Sometime after Alex finishes the game. Just, no know, kidding. No kidding. Just, just lowballing it. All right. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what are you going to play this week, Anna? Um, Picross round two. Yeah, you would. More Picross. And then I have to decide what I want to play. Oh, you have to make a real decision. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Pascal? Mm, Mass Effect, Danganronpa. May, um, maybe Dex. I've really been looking at that. Speaking of digital games. <laughs> Dex. And Which it's, one's it's, Dex? Um, Dex. It's like a, like side a scrolling, 2D side-scrolling uh, RPG with oh, a... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was about to call it steampunk, but that's not the right word. What am yeah. I thinking of? This is the one that I think I've seen a quick look for a while ago, and it looked interesting. Um, yeah. I think we actually had a full review. Yeah, probably. A, yeah. Maybe a review. But uh, yeah, that one. And it's it looks, it, so it has it's, a kind of an adventure and, game feel to it, like with the co- dialogues. So, mm-hmm. so oh, whatever. That looks cool. I, I'm interested to know what you think about that. Mm, it's a maybe, but yeah. Okay. And Kelly, what will you play? Well, I definitely gonna finish Persona. I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life after that. I'm I'm leaning towards either just playing Stardew Valley as kind of a palate cleanser, or I'm really thinking about trying to power through Tales of Zestria. Wait, I, I don't it was know. Zestria. Whatever. Huh? Zestri- Zestria, Zestria, Zestria is the sweetener of the future, Anna. Yeah, well, no, we did a zestfully clean the seasoner. Excuse me. Um, contest. Oh yeah, that's right. <sighs> I don't know. It's, Zestria. It's on I think that's a good one. Yeah. All right. I, I want to play through Berseria too, and I, I mean, I don't have that one yet, but I know that Berseria is a direct sequel. Oh, is it? Or can- it's either a sequel or a prequel. I can't remember, but I didn't think it was. I know that oh. Zestaria has been kind of sitting in my pile of shame for a while, and I mean, I love all of the Tales games, and I don't know why I can't get into that one. Hmm. But I don't know. I'll see you'll you'll see me tweet about it most likely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I will be playing probably some Player Unknown Battlegrounds because I just picked that up to play with some friends and more Fire Emblem and maybe one or two other games that have been kicking around on my PC that I haven't had time to put into and of course more Final Fantasy XI. So I will probably do only half of what I think I'm going to do because that's too many games. I got to prep for E3 too, Anna. Eey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Like and subscribe on something. I don't know. Find a service to like and subscribe or... Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> we want all the like and to subscribe to our show. And uh, with that, 
I think we're going to call for the week, right? Anything yes. anyone wants to leave anyone with? Is nobody playing Magikarp this week? Um, we we kind of assume given. it, right? <laughs> no? It's just a given. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.